welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Well, great to see you all. We're going to start this morning by taking our Bible. and uh, Or if it's on your phone, grab your phone, let's stand up. And we're going to make our declaration about our Bible. Hallelujah. Those who have been in this house for some time know this declaration. Amen. Praise God. So hallelujah. Repeat after me. This is my Bible. I believe what it says. I believe I am who it says I am. I believe I can do what it says I can do. I believe I have what it says I have. And now I'm about to receive the incorruptible, the ever-living, the never-dying seed of the Word of God. My mind is alert. My heart is open. And I shall never, never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let's be seated. Praise God. God's good. So um, we're continuing in our, in our series to love okay, um, about local church. Love what God loves. Love what God loves, the local church. So let's pray. Lord God, we just thank you for this word. We thank you that you uh, open it to each of our hearts today. Holy Spirit, you're so welcome here. We thank you for doing a work in each life. In Jesus' name, amen. So David did a great job last week talking about the priesthood, the royal priesthood, that nobody who knows the Lord should have low self-esteem or be hanging their head down because you're a priest. You're a royal priest unto the Lord. Isn't that awesome? And we've got to remind ourselves of who we are. Just as we've said, this is my Bible, who we are. We've got to find out what's in this word, what does the Bible says, and then we've got to believe it. Even when we'll choose, you know, we'll hear things that'll say, oh, you're this or you can't do that. We choose to believe what the Bible says over us. Amen. Hallelujah. So over the past few weeks, we've been looking at um, the church. What is the church? The church is a family of God and it's uh, the church. It's a universal church, but also a local church and local church family. This is a family here, the family of God here in this vicinity. It's also the body of Christ. We've looked at that. The Christ is the head. We are the body. Isn't it lovely to know that Christ is the head? He takes the decisions. He's made the way. He's the head. We're the body, and he needs us because, well, the body has the hands, and it's got the feet, and it's got all the other parts that, that need to do things. So he needs us. Isn't that wonderful? Imagine that. He needs me. God, you need me. You need Karen today. You need Karen. Hallelujah. And uh, we've looked at, you know, his, we're a temple. We're a lively stones, living stones. We're the temple. And when we, the living stones come together, we form that dwelling place of God. Isn't that awesome? That dwelling place. We come, as David said last week, ready to release our praise, ready to release our worship. Something happens. When you release your supply, I release my supply. And every time we come together, we don't always have just the same people. There's always a difference, different supply, a different mix, and we're always to be expectant. What's God going to do today? 
We're not going to church because that's what I do on a Sunday. No, we are the church. And when God calls, we come. We, the church, come. And we make up that dwelling place for the Lord. It's so awesome. And then individually, we are that dwelling place for the Lord. Hallelujah. So, Because he's paid the price for us. He's paid the price for the church with his blood. Moved us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. St. Patrick who we know well here, he said he, um, he never got over what God had done for him. And he wrote, I was a dumb stone lying squashed in the mud. The mighty and merciful God came, dug me out and set me on top of a wall. Therefore I praise him and I ought to render him something for his wonderful benefits to me, both now and in eternity. And like Patrick, we too, we were the same. We're just like those, we were stones stuck in the mud. We're not stuck in the mud anymore, are we? He's taken us, he's taken those stones, he dug us out. Hallelujah. He's built us in, he's built us into that magnificent, holy, that spiritual house onto him. Hallelujah. To bring him glory. To bring him glory. Hallelujah. Here in this earth and in that life to come. Reverend J.A. McMillan, in his book, he has said that the glory of the body of Christ is the fact that its members are living members, each with a personal will. The glory of the body of Christ is the fact that its members are living members, each with a personal will. But then the Holy Spirit comes to each individual in order to bring them into unity, with the will and purpose of the head. You see how important that is? To let Holy Spirit just work with you, to bring you into that unity with the will, and we find that in the Word, with the will of God. And, um, and as each one of us get that, as we bring our will and we say, not my will, your will, God. Your will be done in my life. And if each one of us, as, as we do that, and the more we do that, more we surrender. There's less of the Karen alive inside. There's less of me alive going, well, I want to do it my way. No, we're surre- the more we surrender to do it his way, then the glory is revealed more and more in the individual. And as we're all doing that, the glory of the house increases. Isn't that wonderful? So we all have a part. We all have a part in that. We want this to be a magnificent, beautiful house for the Lord that other people, they look and they see. People don't see a building with, you know, they see a building with bricks, but that's not the church. When people see Bangor Community Church, they see you and they see me. They look at our life. What does our life look like? What are we like when we're in work? What are we like when we're driving by somebody who's going just 30 and a 60? What are we like? And so the more we are Christ-like, the more the character of God is allowed to live in us, and the more we submit to the will of the Lord, the working of the word in us, that glory rises. And that is the church, that's us. Amen. So it takes a renewed mind. Somebody's in this word, meditating on this word, because you don't just find out overnight what's in this word, even if you read it all night. 
So it's every day we're in that word, amen, and applying it to our lives, being doers of it. So we, this church, we are the visible glory of God to the people around Bangor. We are the visible glory of God. Hallelujah. But you know, all over the world, you've got people and you've got Christian people that call themselves Christians. They say, I'm in the body of Christ, but they're doing their own thing. Just doing their own thing. That's not being in the body of Christ. What if my leg, just this left leg, wanted to do its own thing? I'm trying to go this way, and this leg's wanting to go. What if my little finger just didn't want to help me lift? And then my other finger started to join it. And my middle finger joined it too. And then, you know, my pointer finger just says, well, if they're not helping, I'm just going to not bother either. And the thumb says, just tuck me in there and we'll be a team together. We've got dysfunction, don't we? Oh, we can still use the fist. Oh, no, you can't because I'm the wrist and I've decided I'm going to join them. So we need one another, amen? And we need to do it God's way. We don't want to be doing our own thing because a disciple, and God says, go into all the world and make disciples. He wants disciples made of the world. Not just a few people. Not just a few people in Bangor Community Church. Oh, well, we've got 15 disciples. No, all of us to be a disciple. And um, a disciple is somebody who lays down their life and they do it God's way. Didn't he, when he was the Lord choosing his disciples, he says, come, follow me. Come, follow me. It wasn't a choice, you know, you be my disciple and then, you know, Matthew, do whatever you want. (laughs) Do whatever you want, Matthew. It wasn't that. It was follow me. Follow me. What is a discipler? A disciple? Someone who follows the Lord. How can you call yourself a disciple or anybody? How can anyone call themselves a disciple if they don't follow the Lord, if they just choose to do their own thing? They're not a disciple. I'm not a disciple if if I'm like that. So God wants his people to become mature, to become fruitful, and understanding your part that you play in the local church in this body helps helps you grow up. Amen? You know, God wants his people, it says in the word, to produce fruit. talks a lot about being fruitful, especially if you look at the passage in John 15. Bear, God says, I want you to bear much fruit. Why? So that he will be glorified. So that God will be glorified if you bear much fruit. And you know, fruit grows in trees that are planted. Isn't that right? Fruit doesn't grow in just a little seedling. You know, you put that wee seed down and then the little... The little shoot starts to come up. You don't see fruit in that. Fruit grows on something that is mature and is established. It grows on trees. And Jesus was always talking about and likening us to trees being planted. So let's read in Isaiah 61. Isaiah chapter 61. And verses 1 to 3. Isaiah 61, verses 1 to 3. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. And that's us. It's it's referring to Jesus, but today that's us. We are anointed to preach good tidings to the poor. 
He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty of the captives, to the, uh, the opening of the prison to those who are bound. God has commissioned us into this ministry now today to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to console those who mourn in Zion. And you're, give them beauty for ashes, beauty for ashes. You trade your ashes for his beauty, the oil of joy for those that mourn, the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Why? So that he is glorified. Amen? So we're called trees of righteousness, and we're planted of the Lord to bring him glory, to bear forth fruit. And when we're mature, we will bear forth fruit in character. We will bear forth fruit in bringing people to the Lord and bear forth fruit in our ministries. And what God has called us to do, we'll be fruitful. Um, so we're added by the Lord. We're planted in the Lord is the one who decides and sets the members in the body as he pleases. And here we see we're likened to a tree, trees of righteousness, and God plants us where he wants us. So if you're here and you're part of Bangor Community Church, it's because God has called you here and he has planted you here and this is where you belong. Amen? This is where you belong and your roots are going to go down deep into the word. It's going to take the nourishment from the word of God. You're going to grow up and this is a place where you can function and play your part. Amen? So Christians cannot be fruitful unless they're planted, properly planted where their roots can grow down, they can produce uh, fruit. And a believer, you know, we've talked before in in other weeks, people maybe give their heart to the Lord, and then they decide, well, I'm going to do my own thing. I can just sit here and watch service after service on TV. And we're not just talking days of COVID. We're just talking people that don't decide that a local church is important to be part of a local church. Well, they're not going to grow up. They're not going to mature because they're not going to be set in beside lively stones and uh, have little bits rubbed off them. And, you know, just another wee knock there to make them fit properly as the Lord does. We need one another. We need, we cannot be isolated. As someone who's a born-again believer is planted into a local body. And we need to ask the Lord, what church? What church? What church do I belong to? What church do you want me? Where am I going to grow? You know, a tumbleweed, um, you see them in the desert. They have no roots. That's why they tumble. No roots to keep them down. And um, it's just somebody who doesn't want to be planted in the house of the Lord or just gets up and moves and gets up and moves to this church and gets up again and moves to this church and something happens, maybe they get offended and up again and they're moving along. You could call them a tumbleweed. And, um, you know, a tumbleweed can be blown through the desert and it might look impressive at, at the time as it gathers sticks and other things and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but it will never produce that fruit, you know. Psalm 92 is another scripture where we'll see about trees. Psalm 92. 
It says the righteous, and we'll start in verse 12, 12 to 14. Psalm 92, verse 12 to 14 says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. A cedar is a large, large tree. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. And they shall still bear fruit in old age and shall be fresh and flourishing. So there's the benefit of being planted in the house. Amen? You're going to still be fresh and flourishing at a ripe old age. Who wants to be fresh at a ripe old age? I do. I do. The Lord, Amen? And I want to be bearing fruit, fruit in my character, but fruit for the Lord. Um, as the years go on, I want to bear more fruit, more fruit for him. Amen? So... I believe every traveling minister, you know, every teacher, prophet, um, evangelist needs to be part of a local church. They need to be part, and they need to have that place from where they minister. So anybody coming to this pulpit uh, for us to say, yes, you can preach here, we would be saying, if, if we hadn't invited them, if we got a phone call, Pastor Canna, can I preach? My first thing would be, where is your local church? Who is your pastor? If they couldn't tell me that, it'd be, bye. Right? There's nothing you can give us. You go learn to be planted. There's many people in Bangor Community Church understand the plant of the Lord, and they have a pastor and elders. You're not going to give anything and add anything to us if you don't have that. I may not say all that on the phone. Depends how well I would know them or not. You understand? We're safe here. So every minister coming in needs to have a place where they call a local church and uh, where they function from. Um, it's, it's important because our gifts flourish. It's where your gifts are recognized. Your gifts can be recognized even maybe you're not so sure, but other people around you, the eldership and other department heads and people are going to see. They're going to see gifts fun- start to flourish and function. Amen. And it gives opportunity for them to be used and proved. They need to be used and proven here before you would even go to another local church and, and use those. Amen? This is home. This is where you planted. And just I want to quote Dick Iverson from his book, uh, Pastor Dick Iverson. He's gone on to be the lo- with the Lord now, but he was a good friend with mom and dad, and he's preached here a number of times over the years. He was from America, Portland, Oregon. But in his book um, on the local church, he, um, he wrote this. He said, a young man carrying a trumpet came into my office one day. He said, I'm so frustrated. I have a real gift, but I don't have any outlet for it. He took his trumpet out of its case and he began to play. And you know what? He was really talented. Then with disgust, he threw the trumpet onto the chair beside him. And he says, no one will give me a place. The minister, I'm so frustrated with my Christian walk. Pastor Dick said, I asked him a simple question. Where is your home church? He said he didn't belong to any church. He explained that because he had this wonderful gift, he felt he could go from church to church and play his trumpet. The problem was his refusal to be planted. It's basics. Amen. 
trees need to be planted in soil so they're going to grow. Another passage where it talks about trees is Psalm and, and um, chapter 1. Psalms chapter 1 and verse 1 to 3. Psalms 1, 1 to 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water and that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I love this passage from the New Living Translation. It says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, nor stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. They delight in the law of the Lord, meditating in it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. And their leaves never wither, evergreen, and they prosper in all that they do. We want to prosper in all that we do. Isn't that right? Everything that we set our hand to, we want it to prosper. Amen. And uh, when you look just at a tree planted, it talks about uh, when the tree is planted, it's a foundation. It's starting a foundation. So when God says you be part of this house or, or that church God's calling you to, I'm saying this, that, talking that way for I know people will hear these podcasts. And so we can reach further than here on a Sunday morning. Whatever church that is that God is calling you to, your first step of obedience is being planted. You submit to the leadership of the church and you're planted there. And you go there every Sunday and you use your gifts and, and, and be there at prayer. And so that is a tree planted. That's the foundation. The roots then of the tree is nourishment, takes up nourishment. So how do we take up nourishment? Through the, through the word, through systematic teaching of the word, feeding on the word. And this is what we call our feeder service. So it's important that you come Every time, come to feeder service. Can I not listen to things on YouTube and other things? Of course you can. But to get direction and what the, this house needs at any given time, this is our feeder service for what God wants us as a house to get. And so if, if for any reason you're not out on a Sunday morning, I encourage you, get the podcast, keep up with us. This is our feeder service. You're, you're in the Word. You're taking nourishment through your roots. And then the trunk starts to grow. And it's as the trunk grows, and, and that is a link between the teaching and the word and the feeding, and then starting to bear fruit in our character, that trunk grows bigger and wider and stronger, and our character becomes more developed as we get more word inside, and we just we start to just get humongous and, and big. We don't want to be a scrawly little tree. Then a cedar tree stamp beside, oh, look at that little tree. We want to be a strong tree in the house of the Lord, don't we? Strong tree. So that's the trunk. Stability, growing up strong. And then, then one day we start to produce fruit. And we start to produce that fruit. It's the evidence of maturity. The Bible talks about how we mature and, and what and fruit. And that's why he says, you know, you're, some of you, you're behaving. So the Corinthians, Apostle Paul wrote, he says, you're behaving just like babes. You're carnal. 
you're backbiting, you're doing this, you're, you, there's divisions among you, you're just a babe. No maturity about that. It's easy to recognize a babe. They're always crying and whining and getting on. Nothing's good enough. Everything's wrong. It's a babe. We want to be big, strong trees producing lots and lots of fruit. Amen? And then having that leaf, and that speaks to a continual fruitful life in the Word. Just grow. I just love my times in the Word. Just growing and, and learning more and applying more to my life and having my um, understanding of the Word just stretched and enlightened and my faith growing. Amen? Hallelujah. So strong local churches, are there the emphasis of the Holy Spirit always has been. And right now, really, as we come to the close out of the church age, this is the emphasis of Holy Spirit. Strong local churches. And, um, you know, loving what God loves is so, so important. So come to church. Come on a Sunday. We are the church. In, on purpose, bring in your worship, bring in your praise, your sacrifice of praise, as David talked about last week. Bring in your gifts, playing your part, and we'll talk about some of those parts in just a, a little bit. But your place to serve, and just like any natural family, there's expectations of service in a natural family, isn't there? Everyone's called to do their, their share. And, you know, as the kids, and you're probably the same, as they started to grow up, you know, you'd start with, um, you know, Kevin, you can feed the cat. You know, or Daniel comes to the stage, he can un uh, unload the dishwasher or whatever. You know, at age appropriate, you would give them chores. Everybody had the share to do for the household to work. And that's what it's like in the body here. Everybody doing their share so the household will work, uh, whether that's spiritually, practically, whatever that is. We're all called to contribute to the family. But we know, it just like in a natural family, it's the same in the spiritual family. Who's ever had a lazy one in the natural family? Anybody? Wave your hand if, you've, if you know a lazy one in the natural family. You get lazy ones in a spiritual family. It's just the same. There's some people in the spiritual family, just like the natural family, and they do all the work. You know this team of deacons right now? There's four deacons, and if I went through the work that they did, I mean, they're meeting there Friday night. They had a meeting here Friday night. And tremendous what these guys do, and, and many others, but particularly the deacons, charge of all the, the buildings and making sure it's clean and work's done and, and alms ministry, looking after the knees, looking after meals. Who, who's ever had a meal from here? A meal when you've needed it. That comes up for deacons. Amen? So... Um, so you get people doing a lot of the work and then you get some common part of the family and they do nothing. Nothing. So we all have got a part to play. Each one of us have a part. And as we all, because we need one another. We need the part you have. You need the part I have. What if I decide just, you know, next Sunday I will stay in bed and tired. Yes, of course, others can come here. And if that repeats over and over and over and over, because God's delegated me as pastor here, until I would be replaced, this house not would function just because it's the way God has delegated his kingdom to work. We all have a part. 
Let's appreciate one another. Let's encourage one another. Let's stir one another up. Let's find our part that we have to play and play it. Amen. Hallelujah. Loving one another, serving one another. And you know what? Just like again in a natural family, sometimes you don't get along. Who's ever noticed that? There's times you don't get along. Or maybe there's one sibling that you really, really struggle with. They're just completely different personality from you and you don't get along. But you're still called to work with them. You're still called to love them. But it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. Well, it's the same in the spiritual family. You know how many times in churches, I know it's never happened in this church, and you know, um, all of a sudden, we just get fed up and we go, well, you know, that person, I just can't get, I can't get on with them. You know, stuff it. I'm away to join another family. And off they go to another church. Well, it's just like the natural family. You can't do that. Amen? You're together. God's put you together. He's put you together. He's put us together. So let's love one another. Let's appreciate one another. We're not always going to get our own way. And, um, you know, the first symptom of sin and right back in the garden was with Adam and Eve. It was separation. It was separation from God. First symptom of sin. And uh, we've got to be careful for division. We've got to be careful because the enemy will want to divide. He wants us to get each other rubbed up, and it's going to happen. We're not all the same personality type. You're not all going to like me all the time. I'm not going to like you all the time, but I'm going to have to love you. And you're going to have to love me. And I trust that will be easy for you. But we're called to love one another. Amen? That's what the Bible says. But you know, the first symptom of salvation was reconciliation. Reconciliation. And we're called to that. We're called to the ministry of reconciliation. So we're called to that. So Lord God, we just pray that, Father, in this house, that each one of us, Lord, would function in that ministry of reconciliation more and more, Lord God, more and more. Hallelujah. You know, imagine the master carpenter's tools holding a conference. So Jesus, his tools, right? And they're holding a wee conference one day, and Brother Hammer presides. But several suggest he leave the meeting because he's too noisy. And Brother Hammer replies, but if I leave this shop, Brother Screw must go also. I have to turn him around and around to get him to accomplish anything. And Brother Screw speaks up, well, if you wish, I'll leave, but Brother Plain must go because all his work is on the surface. His efforts have no depth. To this, Brother Plain responds, Brother Rule will have to withdraw. He's always measuring folks as if he was the only one right. Brother Rule then complains about Brother Sandpaper. He ought to leave because he's so rough and always robbing people the wrong way. And so goes the discord. In the middle of all the discussion, in walks the carpenter of Nazareth. He has arrived to start his day's work. Putting on his apron, he goes to the bench to make a pulpit from which to proclaim the gospel. He uses brother's hammer, screw, plane, rule, sandpaper, and all the other tools. After the day's work, when the pulpit is finished, 
brother Saul arises and remarks, Brethren, I observe that all of us are workers together with the Lord. Amen? First, this is what Apostle Paul writes to Timothy, the spiritual son. In 1 Timothy 3, in verse 14 to 15, I am reading out of New Living Translation. 1 Timothy 3, verse 14 to 15. It says, I am writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon, so that if I am delayed, you will know how you must conduct yourselves in the house of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of the church. You know, the Bible talks over and over about how we have to live with one another, how we conduct ourselves with one another. There's so many one another's of scriptures. I read them a few weeks ago. I'll quickly go over them again. It says, love one another, build up one another, be at peace with one another, be of the same mind with one another, greet one another, serve one another, receive one another, care for one another, be kind and forgiving to one another, comfort one another, Encourage one another, be compassionate to one another, accept one another, pray for one another, offer hospitality for one another, confess your sins to one another. So uh, we are all called to care for one another. Amen? Now, um, over the next wee while, we're going to be um, creating a membership Sunday. We haven't a date in place yet. Because any of you that would like to be members, become members um, of Bangor Community Church, we do have memberships here. Um, would need to see myself or Carol, um, and we will take you through a short interview for that. But anybody who has signed up to this membership here, this is what you've committed to. Membership commitment. So the eldership of the house commits to you, And you commit to this as a born-again Christian belonging to the church of Jesus Christ. I hereby publicly identify myself with this local church, BC, accepting the privileges, responsibilities, and discipline of a committed member. I pledge myself by God's grace to be loyal to each member of the body, to serve them living a life in accordance with the standards of the word of God, and keeping true and faithful to the basic requirements that I've listed here. So I'm calling you, if you're not a member of Bangor Community Church, but you're a frequent attender, I'm calling you to ask the Lord, is this the church you're part of, and apply for membership. So at Membership Sunday, we can, we can pray over you publicly and welcome you into this house. Amen. Um, there's a number of other things because this church we're moving forward as Chris was saying it's exciting times things to do so um, we have four as I say deacons we want to get that back up to seven back up to seven so we're going to be looking for deacons to go into office now there's two offices in the church one is an elder a ruling elder and, and the other is a deacon and we'll be teaching of teaching on those in short time to come um, so deacons, but to be a deacon, you need to be a member. You need to be a member to be a deacon. And members can, um, they can put forward names for who could be a deacon. So members of the house, only members are able to come and say, I think such and such or so and so would be a good deacon, okay? 
Um, we need stewards. We need stewards into the stewarding team. Stewards do a great job. It's lovely to come and be welcomed on a Sunday, isn't it? Lovely to come and uh, be served. And, you know, so, uh, we're lifting our offering, tithes and offering, and served our communion. And uh, so we're adding to the stewards team when we have ministry up the front. The stewards are there directing people, catching people, and things like that. Maybe that's a team that you think you can join again, become this member. It's important for that. Um, the next generation is so important in this house. Kids and youth. Kids and youth, we've got to raise up and train this next generation. Now we've got a horse box. It's all being decorated so we can do puppets from it at schools and parks and other places, and we'll be able to take it to, to a place like Crawfordsburn and, and wherever the Lord says, and we can serve tea and coffee from it. And there's teams needed for that. So if you want to be involved with that, see Tash, please, whether it's tea and coffee or whether you think I could do puppets. We need to add back into our PA team to release Chris and um, Ryan every week. Same guys doing. We're adding into our PA team. It's exciting. And as I said, we're going to be doing work days. And, you know, our weekend, I've called it our weekend of increase. The first weekend in June. Put that in our minds. First weekend in June is our weekend of increase. Because on Saturday morning, the 5th, we're in here tidying things up, building things, all that needs to be done, getting that outdoor area so we can open those doors. After service, take our tea and coffee out there so kids can use it quickly. We want that place quickly used. And then the next day on the Sunday, we're having our special giving day. Our special giving day, and it's on the 6th. And all of that, you know, beginning of the year, the Lord spoke to my heart, and he says, I've a building project for BCC. But in the meantime, you've got to start a rise and build account. The Lord says, start a rise and build account. So in the next week or two, we're adding to our envelopes, rise and build. And if the Lord puts in your heart to give into that rise and build, that's all going to go for the building work and the uh, new facilities that we need, toilets, new roof, this whole area is done, and whatever God has in our heart for expansion. And that will all go into the rise and build account. And it's important that you know, on the 6th, Sunday the 6th, all of our special giving day, will go to the Rise and Build account. So I'm asking you, church, ask the Lord what he wants you to give that day and believe for it. I don't want you just to look and go, well, I have so much in my savings I could give. No, I want you to, that's your mind. That's your mind. We want to hear in our spirit, God, what do you want me to give to this Rise and Build fund on the 6th? And then, Maybe he wants you to do a regular thing every week or every month. And to that, you can just put it in your envelope. But ask him, because God has great plans for this house. Great plans for the house. Hallelujah. And I love this house. I love what God's doing in each one. I love the heart of this house to serve one another, to care for one another, to get involved. Amen? Great people, great heart in this house. And God's going to add more and more people. More and more are going to come. They're going to go, I want to be part. I want to be part. So if you're not a member today, sign up for membership. Amen. Let's just, before they were led out in song, let's just pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
Oh, God, we thank you for Bangor Community Church. We thank you, God, that we do love this house, Lord. We are it. We are part of this house. And, Lord God, that you reveal the part that I play more and more. Reveal the part. Just ask him for that part. What part do you want me to play right now in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. My part right now in the name of Jesus. My place to serve. I want to grow up a strong, strong tree, like a big cedar tree, bearing much, much fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.